0: Blue, blue blue blue! Are we ready? Sure. Okay. here it comes. Welcome to curmudgeons corner for saturday june 24th 2023 it's 3 11 utc as we are starting to record and as i've been telling people lately for that means that u.s time it's actually still friday night june 23rd and for me on the west coast it's just after 8 p.m and for yvonne on the east coast it's just after 11 p.m so yeah i'm Sam Mentor and yvonne bows here hello yvonne I am here. Hello. So the agenda for today, we have predetermined agenda. We are going to do our butt first, which means Yvonne's going to tell some incredibly boring story about cars or something else. And oh then, my
1: God. And,
0: and then I'm going to talk about a movie that I watched a few months back. And uh, cause I'm doing that until I'm completely caught up on media. And then we, we have two, big stories uh, this week. So we are going to do um, one. Uh, we had that whole thing with the submersible and ocean gate and the Titanic. Um, some of you may remember, and I'll talk more about this when we get to that segment, we have talked about ocean gate on this show before on a couple of different occasions. Uh, well,
1: because let's have uh, uh, full disclosure board and talked a little bit about OceanGate. Okay. you well, know, Let's be full. One of our listeners used to work for them.
0: And he has talked about them on the show once when he started working from them. And once right after he stopped working for them. Well, well, Uh, we will talk more about, (laughs) wait, 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 we will talk about that when we get to the ocean gate segment. Okay. I will give more references and and blah, blah, blah. And people, you know, Uh, anyway, we will talk about ocean gate in the next uh, segment after our, but first, and then finally, Breaking news right in the few hours before we're recording, there is apparently in progress some sort of coup attempt in Russia, Uh, and we will talk about whatever the hell we know, and I'm actually putting it second, or third, as the case may be, because things may change during the moments we're recording, let alone before you listen to this, like, probably days later. Um, So nuts. So, we will talk about that. There there there've been other stuff like there was a you know Hunter Biden is pleading what? guilty on stuff. Ow. There's a whole bunch of developments on all the investigations into Donald Trump, the ones that are already indicted, some are the ones that are coming, there's some scota stuff, but other things Trump those. Ha ha, Trump. Ha ha, ha 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 ha. Okay. Let, let, You're let's such a but I, I know. That's that's why I make the big bucks. <laughs> yeah. So they pay you at work for comedy? That's huh? what they pay me for at work. Yes, exactly. Wow. Like, wow. you know, today there was a five-hour planning meeting that I was in. This is not my <laughs> but first. But, you know, I will say, like, every 15 minutes for a little additional levity, I put on my clown makeup. I danced a little bit.
1: I honked yes!
0: my little horn, yes! you know, like, you know. <laughs> And, and it cheers everybody up.
1: You know, that's there. You I go. Care. That's yeah. great. So, yeah. You know, everybody needs that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. Ah, all right. Anyway. So, so, okay. So, you first. What's your butt first? All right. Okay. Since you're going to do a movie, I am going to do a movie. <gasps> oh, my goodness. All right. And yeah. so, I last. What the heck day was it last week? I don't know. Uh, you first Whatever mentioned day. it on the Slack on the 17th. So I'm going if, to guess if it's that... the one that you put on the Slack. Yes. So, so yes. So that was last Saturday. Okay. I, I went and I think, so the weather had been bad. Okay. Uh, we've really been, you know, look, the weather had been bad relative to where I live. Okay. We've had a lot of rain. A lot of thunderstorms. Okay. I mean, you know, it's been, we tried to go plane, plane spotting. The weather had been horrible. Uh, You know, my, my son's, he started taking tennis classes and they canceled tennis because it's outdoors and thunderstorms were around. It's happened the second time in the last three weeks. You know, we're trying to do this outdoor construction project. And uh, and and I mean, we've had so many stops because of the weather at this point. And so, uh, so I'm stuck at home and I'm flipping through channels and I see Star Trek The Motion Picture is on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know what? I say, well, I want to watch this. But I realized that I saw like not that long ago that there was a, a Star Trek The Motion Picture director's cut. And then right. it had been like re- remastered in 4K and it was out. And I had not seen this one. Okay. Uh, I had and, and seen I, the original. Yeah. Okay. I, I rewatched Star Trek, the
0: motion picture, not, all that long ago, like within the last few years. I'm not talking months, but within the last few years. But it was not this remaster. It was not. I I remember reading a bunch of articles when this remaster came up and I'm like, you know, damn it, I just rewatched this not that long ago, but like people were talking about the things they've added that were were trying to address some of the criticisms had about the pacing in the original movie and some things that didn't make sense and stuff like that. So what did you
1: think? Well, he, he, but, let, but let's explain, okay, there were three versions that were out there of this mm. movie, okay? So the first one was the original one, okay? Yeah. Which is the one that got the most complaints. One thing that I was reading about that is that the reason why the director, look, the director at that moment was actually very pissed at that movie. The reason was, even though they, they, they did a great job in the special effects sound the script and everything... Uh, Paramount rushed them really, really bad on final editing to get it out in December. Mm. I don't know if it was, I can't remember if it was just for the holiday season, for the movies, for the Academy Awards, whatever the hell reason it was. They really, you know, really curtailed their post-production time to get this film edited properly. And the director had expressed that he was pissed since the day that this movie came out because it wasn't really the way that he had expected it to come out. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, and he was unhappy about that. Then there was an ABC uh, for TV uh, special, right? They put and the it out of a few live on too. TV, and what they did on that one was idiotic. They made this special, they, this special long version or something like that. Yeah. They called yeah. it, and this was already and, long. Oh my God! They in, in that 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 was a disaster because they added a whole bunch of scenes. That that completely broke the continuity of the movie. They mm. had no rhyme or reason to be in the damn movie in the first place. Right. Like, uh, was it's a reason one, why they got edited where, out. Like,
0: if I remember right, in that version, there was one that, like, where Kirk addresses
1: the staff in, like, the cafeteria or something. Yeah, there is a scene where he addresses them in, like, uh, it's not the cafeteria. They had, like, uh, they had, yeah, like the, an auditorium. The, the auditorium. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It looked like a cafeteria.
2: There were no caf. There was
1: no like, you know, waiters with like food hats on top or something. It's yeah, an um, auditorium. There was a stage at the front. How the hell is that a cafeteria? Uh, anyway. Maybe my. It's actually supposed to be the. It's actually It was supposed to be the recreation area. By yes, the way, yes.
0: Okay. Yes. Fine. Fine. Like, no. To be fair, when I was in grade school. The gym and the cafeteria and all all these were combined. It was like one big room Ah. repurposed for different things.
1: Okay. All right. Well, okay. So that's why to you. No, no. And at my schools, the ones I was, no, that was not the case. There were separate places. Go ahead. Continue. So, so, all right. So they, well, no, you were mentioning about this scene. You were mentioning complaining about that. Something about the continuity related to that scene in the cafeteria or the auditorium. What what was it that you were that No, no, I was was just saying that
0: wasn't one of the examples
1: of the things that was added in that version, right? Well, that scene existed on all three, but they I I remember I think they I if I remember correctly, and in in um in the longer version, they added they 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 it did it it was a longer it was a longer clip. Because that's the part where it, it, it happened in all three movies where They get a video transmission. He's briefing the crew. They get a live transmission from Epsilon 9. Epsilon 9 is being attacked. And then it disappears, and then they so he sends the crew off to get ready to go. Okay, know. okay.
0: So there was the original version, which everybody complained was a little long and a little boring. Then right. there was the the TV version that apparently made it, was it worse, even wor- even now, longer. Okay. Now what did they do in the the director's cut, which I have not seen, so I'm very eager. Okay.
1: To hear. That that what they did is they tightened up. They really did tighten up the sequence in the movie, so there wasn't a lot of it because there were a lot of just gaps in the original movie of scenes that were just something was made two minutes. That should have been 30 seconds. Right. Of like, just the ship like the, moving like, through stuff. Yeah, there's
0: like a half hour of the ship,
1: just like approaching Vigor. Exactly. And, and they tightened that up and they tightened that up in other, in other scenes and so forth. They, they, they apparently had a, a lot of the okay. They remastered the audio, they had audio that had not been inserted in terms of effects, sounds, certain things that they remastered back into it. Um, did they, they redo they, any
0: of the uh, the visual effects too, or very
1: a few of them? Okay, they did, and the way that they did it, damn it, they did it really well. So it did not look obvious it. it didn't there no, was, it wasn't no. disjoint. joint no cuz like because there are few, i like, i get irritated with like star wars they did some of these effects that they added to the newer versions uh, uh, to to the uh, redone versions of star wars that i don't i think the track from the movie right in well, my opinion
0: yeah I, I agree with that and even like when they when they redid star trek the the original 60s tv series uh for modern day Blu-ray streaming and etc. They redid a lot of the effects, but frankly, like some of it takes away from the charm. Cause it, it's jarring because like, it's all yeah. like 1960s stuff in the live action. And then they cut to the spaceship and it's like clearly pretty modern CGI. And it's
1: like, right. this doesn't mesh. No. It, the, and the thing is that star Trek, the motion picture had really good effects.
2: Mm-hmm. The
1: original one that, Cannot be disputed. The original. I mean. Effects that they did in the movie. The original sci-fi computer. Everything was really well done. Okay. And so. What you have to do. They they fixed the scene for example. That I always found uh, annoying. There was a scene. uh, Where V'ger. Is trying to communicate. with, With the Enterprise. And, um, V'ger first attacks the ship and they repel that attack with their, uh, shields and screens. And then V'ger is going to attack again. And the effect that they used when that attack was repelled basically by Spock, uh, sending communication in the right way for him to understand it. Okay. Which by the way, they clarified their, some of that stuff. There was a whole bunch of muddled dialogue in the original one that apparently they had better dialogue. They inserted back, back in that actually I was like, "Whoa, this
0: now." It makes there was sense. a
1: whole bunch of stuff. This makes sense now. I'm like, "What the hell?" Why they leave this in the cutter room? This now makes sense. Okay, um, a- and so they they fixed that and they added this effect where instead of what what they showed was on the screen, all of a sudden this really bad effect of the little like white. Thing that attacks the ship uh whatever the thing is just 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 like disappearing they actually had a cool shot of the outside of the enterprise the way that it looks in all the other s- scenes but with 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 that stopping in there and they inserted that just very fluidly into it it did not it did that it looked like like that was made for that originally okay because they had a whole bunch of other effects like that for when V'ger attacked the Klingons and it hit that one or whatever. They just, for some reason, didn't do that one properly. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so they fixed that one. Um, and they fixed a lot of continuity d- during the movie. Um, they, it, I, I, look, it looks spectacular. It it fucking looks I, they they really, whoever preserved these prints, I've seen a lot of these that have been like uh, remastered and brought to 4K where, you know, you look at the original studio prints and they, they didn't seem like they were kept in very good shape. Not this, not these. Right. These were fantastic. I mean, this was just superb. Okay, what they did. It looks incredible. They also um, did some stuff where they... Um, it, when they approached V'ger, they did some stuff there where they, they, they modified the effects just a little bit of what was there. Nothing really noticeable, nothing that, uh, I, uh, I, uh, they just, you know, they, they just fixed those to, to look better. And look, I, I, I gotta tell you, the movie flows way better than the original one, way better than that stupid other one. It flows really well. Um. I, 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 the, the, the sound that listen, the, 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 the image quality, the sound quality shit, the sound quality was fantastic. Holy smokes. They really, you know, it, it, the visual effects that they added the whole damn thing. Look, I give this damn thing two thumbs up. I, you know, and maybe I liked the original movie, but I agreed with some of the criticism about Uh, The continuity and some of the stuff that it was, there was a little spacing was slow, but I was a guy that liked Star Trek. So maybe I was just a little bit partial to it, but you know, I thought it was good. I thought it could be better, but I thought it was good. But this damn, I mean, I was just, wow. So I, my review, Star Trek, the motion picture, the director's cut, damn it. You know, I've seen so many of these that have been botched and they did this right. I, I, they did this totally right. I kudos to the team that worked on this because they, they really, they really did a great job with this.
0: So, what you're saying is I should put this on my list to
1: watch this. Oh, hell year. yes. You, yep.
0: Okay. Okay. I, I get it. Cool. I, I mean, it, it, it sounds good. I, I mean, when it, when this version of it came out, I did read a whole bunch of articles about the fact that it was coming out.
1: Uh, but uh,
0: yeah, okay,
1: i And everybody and, and all the articles, you know, everybody that talked about it also, you know, had really positive things to say about it. I only looked at the articles later when I was looking at it. Wait a minute, I, I'm like, wait, which version the, is this? And right. I remember, oh, that's right, that's that version. OK, and I remember reading about it, but I didn't go to watch it immediately at that moment because I remembered that about the director's cut. I just realized that it was on TV and reminded me and I went and I decided, wait, I don't want to watch this one. That's on 720p and, and I don't and, and it was not the director's cut. And I'm like, I remember about that. So I then, I pulled it up and watched it. And excellent. I am so glad I did.
0: OK, so I guess it's my turn for my movie for this. one. Yes. Um, and that's so just like, are we like Siskel and Ebert? What the we hell? We are Cisco and Ebert. I mean, I'm doing thumbs up, thumbs down. They never did a thumb sideways, I don't think.
1: I don't think so, no.
0: So, you know, and I, I don't know exactly where I should stick this thumb, but you know,
1: <laughs> no, 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 no need to stick
0: it anywhere. Okay? okay. No, no sticking the thumb. No, no, no. Uh, okay. Uh, So anyway, we we are now going through movies I watched in March. Uh, This one was mid-March, and uh, it was The Dark Knight from
2: 2008.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. This is the second movie in the Dark Knight trilogy, which was the Batman reboot trilogy for that era.
1: For you actually watched these movies. I, I I am I'm pretty sure I only watched like the first one, and it was because it was put in front of my face. Batman Begins? I, I think so, yeah. And, and it's I, the one the I, Batman
0: Begins is the one where he went to like some monastery on a mountain, that kind of stuff.
1: No, no, no. I watched a dark Knight. No. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's and, and but I I have to say I, I mean I I really had no interest in these movies whatsoever, Uh, but that uh, that was just my personal thing. I I just, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Batman.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, the, the first one of these, the Batman begins one, I think was one of the ones I gave a thumb sideways to like, I wasn't like super into it. It didn't really work for me. It was like, okay. As a superhero movie, I actually kind of liked the dark Knight. Um, you know, it it was more back, it wasn't trying to do the origin story in a slightly different way and blah, blah, blah. It was just a regular old, you know, Batman against a couple of the usual Batman villains, including the Joker. And
1: I I don't remember just liking it, but I just, I, 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 but I, I, I just, you know, I'll for t- a, for, there are certain movies that I've watched and I, I I'm like, I want to watch again. This one is like, okay, I watched it. All right. I'm yeah. done. I, I, mean, I mean, like
0: the s- superhero movies in general, I find are sort of
1: are all in that category. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So you're on the same boat as I am about these. Y- yeah, You know, okay. like all I,
0: right. I had fun. I enjoyed the movie. I liked it better than the first one in the series. Uh, is it high art? Of course not. It's a fucking superhero movie, you know, <laughs> and, but
1: it was a decent superhero movie. So this and- one was, let's see, Batman. All right. I'm looking at the list of Batman films. Jesus okay. Christ. There's a lot of these.
0: Oh yeah. Cause they started like in the Lord. 40s or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There was a Batman in 19, 19- there was a 1943. 1943- I no idea. Okay uh there's one in forty nine. There was one in, in sixty six. Um, let's see. Sixty six was, of on-
0: course, the one that was related to the nineteen sixties TV series.
1: Yes, and- it, has it has Adam Bond West. Yeah. You know.
2: yeah.
1: Um, let's see. Uh, uh, I'm. There are a lot of uh, Batman. Let's games. see. Holy shit! The Joker, Joker fully. So there was Batman Begins. Okay. Yes. Uh, and then um, then there was The Dark Knight. Yep. And this is the okay. And this is no. The, the Dark, Dark Knight is Night. the one
0: I'm talking about. I have not seen. Right, you're talking about the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, or, or, right, not the Dark Knight Rises, which is the one afterwards. Right. Correct. Okay. Um. <laughs> so sure.
0: You, you know, I, and like I said, I mean, it's a superhero movie, but there's some superhero movies that are worse and some that are better. I like. Oh, uh, what what was the. What was the Superman one I watched not that long ago? Oh, I you did about. watch that? I, I hated
1: it. Like the, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I I, 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 I just saw the, I just saw the, 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 the trailers for it. I was no, like, no, this I, this was an old Superman one, like not like a recent one. Oh, the old one. Well, not the
0: seven. Oh, you didn't one. hate the old, you know. I, I No, the 70s ones you. I liked or the first seven, first first two 70s ones I liked. Um. Okay. But like, okay, I'm I'm gonna find out when I saw this the stupid super thing.
1: People, 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 computer, computer,
0: yes, computer, Beep boop Um,
2: because
0: there, ba ba boy, Man of Steel from 2013. There it is, Man of Steel from 2013. I hated that one. I, I didn't watch it I, I thought it was awful it was um it was I, I, basically I like covering the same ground as these as superman and superman 2 from the 70s
1: early 80s whenever the hell that I was mean, to me A, except problem, done more badly like you know my it, problem is and i and i will say is that you know to me if i look at superman it's not christopher reeve you know be rest in peace i'm like this is bullshit
0: Yeah, well, like for some modern Superman movies, I could see getting over that, except this one in particular, Man of Steel, covered some of the same grounds as the the Christopher Reeve movies. So the direct comparison was in front of me at almost every moment. And in almost every case, the original did it better. You know, okay. But anyway, but, but I'm not talking about Superman today. No, I, we're not. No, talked, no, we're all I'm talking we're, we're about tangent. Batman we're, Begins. We're off.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Off in another tangent. It,
0: it, what us? No, no,
1: never. no never, 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 never.
0: Um, but uh, Batman Begin, not not Batman Begins, The Dark Knight. <laughs> um, you know, it, it basically just you know, it's it's Batman versus the Joker and. Two Face, uh, you know the the origin of Two Face, and I guess spoilers, the end of Two Face, are all within the uh, the confines of this movie. And you know, I, I I liked it. It was fun. I liked the Joker version. I liked the Batman version. There were you know some good moments here and there. There there were a few others where it was just like okay, typical superhero set piece, people fighting. Like, I I think this is part of my problem is like on all of these movies, I kind of tune out the parts that are the big action sequences. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish the action, get back to the story.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: And like some of them are just nothing but the action sequences. And then I get really bored. Um, Like I want to like actually, care about the people and what happens to them. And if they pay attention to that, I can enjoy it. If they don't pay attention to that and are just like, let's have a bunch of like magic people fighting, then I'm like, okay, I don't care. I don't know. Okay. So anyway, I will give the dark Knight a thumbs up within the context of the genre. You know, it's, it's good for a superhero movie, you know, but you know, it, 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 like I said, but no, you'll never watch it again. I, let's put it this way I will never seek it out again.
1: Exactly. You'll if, never seek it out again.
0: If, if, however, I am somewhere where it comes on and I'm bored and have nothing else to do, would I watch it again? Maybe, but I'm never going to seek it out and say, okay, let's go watch The Dark Knight again. You yeah, know, right. unless someone else I was with was like asking for it or we were systematically doing, you know, rewatches of old things or something like that. But I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, let's go do that. Like, but right. see, but let's that's go not watch a fast Batman versus Superman. Yeah, I haven't seen that one, but I am not. I, I, I It is I it, it is going to come up on my list eventually, but I'm not looking forward oh, to, God, to it because I've heard bad things. Christ. Um, but, but here's the thing that the rewatch criteria isn't necessarily a good way to judge things for me because I tend to avoid rewatches most of the time because I would rather, I would rather come up to something new with a handful of like sort of classic exceptions that of like, or something that. I I liked when I was young and I want to watch with Alex or something like that. But otherwise, like if I'm going to sit down for a couple hours, I'd rather watch something I haven't seen before, you know? Okay.
1: Well, I, 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 I gotta admit that I, I'm terrible at this right now. I am mostly for the most part watching like old stuff. I guess I should put on the list that I recently watched and we could review that next week. I watched this old Bond movie, mm, uh, which one? Never Say Never Again, which was a Sean Connery movie that was done out of the production sphere of Eon. Oh yeah, this was, this
0: was like the Rogue one.
1: This was the Rogue Bond, yes. Right, uh, and I watched it uh, recently again. Okay,
0: uh, save it for it next week. I, I'll, I'll save
1: it for next time. I got. I actually have to put it down. I forgot to put it down because I watched a movie. But yes, I. I in keeping with my tendency lately, I'm not watching anything new, except they are disasters.
0: Now, you know, I, I'll say, like, new to me, because most of the movies I watch are old movies. Like they're not like, it's very rare that I see like the hot new movie that came out this year in a timely fashion. Um, although I did see, uh, I did see one in the theaters recently, which will eventually come up on my
1: list. Uh, oh, but God. I but, did see a movie recently in the theaters. I forgot about that too.
0: I, I, I think I added it. Which one
1: was it when you mentioned it?
0: Uh, it was the, um, Da, da, da. it was it was guardians of the galaxy volume three which oh, that's is all right exactly. which is also right. the one i saw in the theater so when we talk about it we can oh talk about it together. okay all right okay right okay okay so anyway anyway we we're going on a long time Um, <laughs> uh, let's take a break and then uh we'll do the sub next uh or yeah um it's not a sub it is a sub. It's a submersible, sub- not a okay. submarine. Yeah, no, good, they both good, start good with sub.
1: Okay, good point. Good point.
0: You could even say they're both sub Okay, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, we will We will be back, and we'll talk about that. And we'll save Russia for last, because like, even while we've been doing this movie segment, I've been seeing updates of more stuff. So we will be back after this. Oh, this is the, um, this is the random wiki of the day from June 7th. You know, I should add the date into the curmudgeons corner version because this isn't actually a random wiki of the day as it exists on the, on the random wiki of the day podcast. Cause I put in a little thing at the beginning and a little thing at the end and, and don't have the full, yeah, you know, and it, they're different from the things at the beginning and the end of the actual one on the podcast. But one of the things that is not included in the curmudgeon's corner version of it is the date that it happened. So this was uh, from random wiki of the day for June 17th, uh, which was a little while ago now, but you know, whatever,
3: here you go. Do, do, do. Hello, this is Matthew Standard. I'm here to let you know about Sam the Curmudgeon's other podcasts, the Wiki of the Day podcasts. Wiki of the Day comes in three varieties, popular, random, and featured. Each highlights a new Wikipedia article each day, they just pick the articles differently. This week on Random Wiki of the Day, you would have heard this summary for In Ramada DeVita. In Ramada DeVita is the second episode of the fourth season of the American sitcom The Drew Carey Show, and the 77th overall. It first aired on September 30, 1998 on the ABC network in the United States. The plot of the episode sees Drew, Drew Carey, and his friends form a band to play at a Ramada Inn. After they are offered a regular gig by the hotel manager, they realize they need a guitarist and audition several hopefuls. Meanwhile, Kate O'Brien, Krista Miller, decides to quit her job to find something more fulfilling. The episode was written by Clay Graham and directed by Jerry Cohen. It was filmed in Los Angeles during the week commencing August 24, 1998. The episode's usual theme tune sequence was replaced by an elaborate opening that shows the characters carrying out a series of repetitive actions. In Ramada Vida, featured guest appearances from several musicians chosen by Carrie, including Lisa Loeb, Slash, Joey Ramone, Dave Mustaine, and James Gang members Joe Walsh, Jim Fox, and Dale Peters. The episode also marked the first of five guest appearances by Polly Peretta's Drew's groupie girlfriend Darcy. In Ramada De Vita was seen by an estimated 11.4 million viewing households, finishing in 11th place in the ratings for the week it aired. Critical response was mixed at positive. Steve Johnson from the Chicago Tribune thought it demonstrated a shaggy charm and observed that Carrie worked well with the plot. While Neil Justin of the Star Tribune enjoyed Walsh's hilarious performance in the opening sequence. However, he did not think the jokes were quite good enough while the Sydney Morning Herald's Bruce Elder did not care for the episode beyond the opening minutes. That's it. See? Fun, entertaining, and educational, right? Okay, now look for and subscribe to the Wiki of the Day family of podcasts on your podcast-playing software of choice, or just go to wikioftheday.com to check out our archives. Now back to Curmudgeon's Corner. Do do do.
0: You know, the other thing is it always says, like, fun, entertaining, and I've I've already forgotten what it actually says in that end bit. Yeah. But every time it says that, I, in my head, my head says fun, entertaining, and moist. Ah, yes. But moist, of it, course. But it, it's not actually moist. It's a podcast. Well, it could be. I, I guess it could be. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, as we Maybe are- Chewy? Chewy, yeah, chewy, like moist and chewy, moist and chewy. Yeah, that that could be. I I that would you know that would be a significant like technological development if I could make yes, a podcast it would. moist and chewy, but chewy. Like you know, you, <laughs> if you need some nourishment, listen to Curmudgeon's Corner.
1: Yes, it's very moist and chewy, moist and chewy. Yes, yes, indeed.
0: Okay, so before we get into the details on this, uh, we mentioned earlier that one of our regular substitute co-hosts, when Yvonne can't be here, and and listener, uh, Bruce, uh, was on the show a couple of times. And talked about OceanGate uh, both times. Uh, let me give you the references. You know, I often say, you know, at, at, at the end of every show, I point to curmudgeon-corner.com and say that there you can listen to our archives. And most of the time, it's like, why would you go and look for an old episode of a current events podcast and listen to it? It's like ancient news, et cetera. This is one of the few exceptions. I went back. And listen to these two episodes, at least the Ocean Gate part of them. Uh, the first uh, was our January 24th, um, 2020 episode uh, titled Shouldn't Be Impressed. It was episode 659. And uh, f- this this was uh, kind of short. Um, w- uh, we talked about Ocean Gate from about three minutes into the show to about nine minutes in. I'm giving you the time marks so that you can just jump to that part if you want. Um, And then again, uh, Bruce was on for a much longer uh, appearance about this uh, on our October 22nd, 2021 show, uh, which which was, um, uh, let's see, it's episode 750 called See All About It. Um, And in this one, uh, we talked about Ocean Gate from the six minute mark through to the 40 minute mark. Um, And this one has actually the, you know, it's a lot longer. It's more uh, more meat to it. Um, And specifically in light of the things that happened this week, it's really interesting to listen back to uh, because Bruce does tell a few stories um, about incidents that happened. Uh, He calls one an Apollo 13 moment where they had an issue with uh, getting rid of the ballast uh, so that they could go back up. They solved it. There were, you know, no no one was hurt or died that time, but there was an issue, and there was another issue later on that he also talked about in terms of uh, the the front dome uh, and how it was secured, and in, uh, in, in a situation where it wasn't, uh, it was above water at the time that incident happened, but it's another thing that happened, um, and just general some of the comments, uh, we, and we talked about like what would happen in an emergency. And, uh, so all of that was very inter- interesting. So, um, we, we, you know, we, we talked a little bit to Bruce, uh, and he's he, because of everything going on, he's not going to come talk to us this week. He said, maybe someday when it feels like it's okay, uh, he'll be able to, uh, well,
1: I, I also, you know, we, we talked about this. I, I didn't think at this point Look
0: at this point, It's not a good idea. There are going to be lawsuits. Right. And, you know, those two episodes may well be evidence. He may be asked to talk uh, and give evidence, whatever, uh, just because they are going to be pouring over everything about the history of this vehicle. I mean,
2: mean,
1: Uh, you know, work for the company for several years and, and, you know, public the information of this was discussed on the show. So I'm not, yes. sure, you know, given any of the stuff he, he was involved in the design of the electrical systems on the, yeah. On, so on, on it. So, so uh, you my, know.
0: anyway, my, my point was just like, it was actually really interesting to go back to listen to these two old episodes. So this is one of the few circumstances where I can say going back to find our archive on curmudgeon corner corner.com is actually kind of interesting. These two episodes are old enough. I, I, I now only, you can only get to like the last hundred episodes or so in your podcast player. And I guess, so the more recent of the two will still be there, but the older one won't be, um, but they're all on the website. So, um, very interesting stuff. And, um, also just our condolences to Bruce. He knew one of the people who died, um, maybe more, uh, but I saw he made a Facebook post about one of them in particular. Um and yeah, uh very, very Yeah, tough. this is
1: very close to us. We we were yet this was uh Yeah, usually the news is very distant. This was not at all uh to us. Um and I mean we're still know,
0: a couple steps removed, but
1: well, yeah. yeah, but well a couple of one. I mean, you know, yeah. Bruce and yeah, we thought that's not that many. We you know, I mean, let's put it to you this way. Very few people were uh covering the submersible 2-3 years ago. Or we yeah, we, we actually you know did stuff about it. Um so um
0: so let let's let's go over the more recent incident and then we can talk about some of the history and it, and as we talk about this, it will be completely obvious why Bruce could not join us to talk about the same thing, uh, given his position as a, yeah. as a former employee of the company. Um, but basically, uh, this thing has been going for a couple years. Uh, it's a, uh, the, the company Ocean Gate has been, it has been work, worked on this submersible. And for the last few years, they've been doing trips down to the Titanic, uh, basically uh, with paying customers. Um, and one of the things that was talked about on our previous show are, like, they're not technically passengers. They pay to be, like, mission specialists or whatever because there's weird legal gray areas. Um, but they were tanking down paying customers for about a quarter of a million dollars each, uh, to go down and see the Titanic. Um, and, uh, this time, uh, you know, it, it took a while for things to come together, but it looks like uh, a couple hours in, um, to going down, uh, there was a catastrophic implosion and, uh, everybody on board was killed instantly. Um, and then, you know, what followed was several days of a rescue slash recovery effort that eventually confirmed uh, sort of the worst case scenario uh, that everyone was gone. I, I guess it's not actually the worst case scenario because it was the instant implosion scenario. The worst case scenario would have been that they were trapped and alive for several days while they ran out of air. That would be worse, but, uh, because there there's, there just wasn't time. If if you'd been in that scenario, there was not time to rescue them, uh, and they would have died anyway, pretty much. Well, unless they got very lucky.
2: I
1: I, I the, if I mean there could have been a series of different. Th- there failures are a number
0: of scenarios like that.
1: It, that it could have been, yeah. that, that it could have been possible if it had pop- to have.
2: It, you,
0: if it had but, popped to the surface, if it was stuck in the middle, or right. even they could have extended the air if several of them died, and you'd have more air for the ones that were right. left.
1: But you know, but, there are, there are, but none of that. But happened. but the reality is that uh, you know when they lost contact, um, it, it, you know, uh, all information now points to that whatever happened happened quickly and suddenly. Yes. Um and um you know the navy said this you know that that they went back through their uh you know information you know recordings
3: it, under mystical network it was
0: yeah it wasn't even so much going back I mean they detected it when it happened and as soon as they heard that there was missing they did they did go back to isolate the bit but they they notified uh, the 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 Coast Guard and everybody else immediately, but the Navy was like it's consistent with an implosion, but we can't guarantee you a hundred percent. There are all kinds of noises. So the Coast Guard and all the authorities had to continue acting in a search and rescue capability until they were able to confirm.
1: Um, one of the people talking about this um, that i I do consider very knowledgeable um was james cameron um so it, it was like well what the hell does a movie director know about well you know james cameron actually built a submersible that has the record right now uh for for, for you know for this kind of stuff um, mariana so, trench yes exactly so mm-hmm. so he's a very you know he's been doing this for a long time so he is very knowledgeable about this he also mentioned that um he, the moment that it happened, he, he had called not sure who he was in contact with, but that the information that he got was basically, oh yeah, this, this thing imploded immediately. There's, you know, he, he knew right away because of the way it happened that, that, th- that it had to be gone, that there was mm-hmm. no, um, yeah. You know, there's nothing uh, that could be done he said uh, the quote here is uh, from him and I'm quoting here felt like a prolonged and nightmarish charade or people are, are are were running around talking about banging noises and talking about oxygen and all this other stuff we knew instantly that it was game over Cameron uh, told ABC so he must have yeah you know, the people that you talked about they must have known about that Um, uh, uh, you know, about, about what the Navy had detected. Um, but, um, you know, unfortunately, um, he was, he spoke about what the difference was between what ocean gate was doing and everybody else. And it comes down to the fact that they were, um, what, what his, and this analysis and what a lot of I, I heard other people agree with this is that uh, Ocean Gate had been experimenting with doing this with uh, uh, carbon, oh fiber. God, carbon fiber, but, it, you know, carbon fiber is a type of uh, God. What the hell is the name? I'm getting old. Um, you know, it, it's not a single type of material. OK, composite. Uh, it's a composite. That's the Jesus Christ. The hell I'm getting old. God. <laughs> come up with <laughs> words it's a composite it's not you know it's not steel it's not titanium it's not ceramic and you know one of the things that he was saying is that uh when they had, ex- he had been experimenting with different materials was the composites were not were not good f- for this because um yeah they will resist the first few dives but they they don't they don't really You know, handle well compression and decompression, the the, the, the pressure and coming it off. And then and that when it will fail, it will fail like, you you know, it will fail immediately. There will be no
0: warning. Well, one of the things, it, 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 specifically, it's it's the cycling. And this, this is yeah, true of all kinds cycling. of stuff, right? It, it, it's like with it's airplanes that, as well. It, it, exactly. I was going to bring up the airplane example. Every yeah. time they go up and down, it expands and contracts a little yeah. bit, adds a little bit of fatigue and age yes. to the materials. And this happens with metal, too. Right. But uh, apparently with the carbon fiber, the way in which it does it uh, is... Like you said, it, it's harder to detect beforehand. Now, apparently, there were a number of mechanisms they had in place to try to detect problems in advance, uh, but apparently they weren't good enough. Uh,
1: no, um, and I, I guess that was um, that 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 was the thing uh, that is just, uh, yeah. They they tried a very different method, and it worked a few times. Well, and- I'll I'll add. I'm I, I think we. Need
0: to add this, this point there, the exact mechanism is not yet known and may or may not ever be known, depending on how much they can retrieve and bring back. I mean, we know there was a, you know, a sudden Implosion due to you know a hull failure of some sort, but we don't know exactly which piece of the mechanism right, was failed. like maybe it was the carbon composite, maybe it was the connection between that and the right. dome. There are all kinds of potential triggering events, and we just don't know. But we, but it is, it does seem clear that you know. Uh, seems clear. Obviously something catastrophic happened. Um and what people are bringing up over and over again is like basically the whole modus operandi of this company was we're going to take the risks. We're going to experiment right. with new things. We're going to uh not put it through the paces of all of the testing that everybody says you need because you know that's just going to slow us down. So we're going to take calculated risks because we believe in risk. Yeah. I mean, there, there's so many videos of the CEO who was one of the people who died, um, talking about how safety regulations are bullshit and they just stop people and you can't be completely safe. So
1: look, I, I, and I get that to certain people that to a certain degree, you know, I, I understand that sometimes, in something sper- experimental like this, I, I understand that you want to like move faster than that. But I think the one thing is that um, when you wind up basically testing it with you as the guy inside, uh, you know, it, it fails. Then, unfortunately, it's catastrophic. And I mean, unfortunately, yeah, he, the founder of the company, you no, know, he he died along, unfortunately, with some other with some other people unfortunately um and and it's one of the things about you know you talked earlier that there were mission specialists and so forth right yeah yeah it it reminds me about you know the rules related i I, i'm pretty sure it's it has to be related it's similar to an aviation where um i I had my pilot's license but i did not have or you know i did not have the proper licensing in (laughs) order to Engage in carrying passengers for pay. Okay, I, I couldn't do that. Um, you know, I, I could not do that, and and I think that's a similar. You know, because there are certain regulations and restrictions around, you know, and training requirements for you to be able to carry passengers for pay. Um, right. and, and so it's the same thing as what they were talking about with this, where because this was not a vessel that was like tested and certified, uh, then it, it pro- I'm, I'm sure probably for insurance purposes and other purposes, they were like, you can't be just carrying passengers for pay. Um, right. you know, um, that, that we just, that, that's just not, 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 not allowed. And, um, and that was, you know, how they were trying to get around it. And I, and I, and I get that they were trying to get through progress, but, I think the one thing that James Cameron was saying, look, I, I get, or trying to get to solutions to something, but a lot of people had raised the alarms regarding the use of composites on this because the, because the risks, the, the risk of what happened. Apparently it was amongst these guys like James Cameron who built, I don't know, I think 30 or 40 submersibles. I was something like that. Some, some, some very uh, large amount. He said, look, we, we can't use that material. We know what the risk is. I mean, it's just not, it's just not safe to use. Uh, apparently, uh, Stockton had offered James Cameron to ride on the, uh, on, on the submersible. He's, Mm. he flat out said, no, not doing right. Um, so, um, so anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it's, um, and
0: I, I will add, like, you know, p- people have been making fun of, oh, y- he's controlling it with a video game controller. Oh, God. And just off-the-shelf Christ. lights. and o- That, like, there are many that has things nothing to, to do about with... here, but not
1: that. That's okay? That's got nothing, you know, it's got nothing to do with nothing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, people are like, it's so janky, he's using a controller. You know, look. And people have pointed out that even US military subs are now using like video game controllers yes, for the periscopes. Yes, it's and ridiculous stuff. Yes, of course if you can use off the shelf equipment and it makes sense and it's-, it's durable and and people know
1: how to use it, you know,
0: it's it's easier to do. And they had multiple backups in case one of them went bad or fiddly or whatever. And of that, you know, it's like there are so many things to actually criticize here. It's just like people obsessing over
1: that stuff is like annoying. Whatever the problem die. was was not any of that at all. Yes.
0: It's like, okay. oh, it, it they didn't die because they had a video game controller.
1: No. Or some game. parts were off the shelf. I mean, who the hell doesn't use off the sh- and shelf? And like parts they were even stuff.
0: complaining about you know, like you're using construction pipes as your ballast. Yeah. You just need something heavy. Who it's cares? Ballast. What the who fuck cares? Wait, the- oh, God. You know? Um so, yeah. So the, now the other thing people are saying is like, hey, look, everybody who went on board this thing knew the risks. They were told about all the risks. They, you know, they signed a waiver. The waiver thing I think is also stupid. Like you fucking sign a waiver for practically <laughs> any physical activity you go do anywhere. Right. Right. Um. So like, you know, I, 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 I took, uh. I took my son and his friend to one of these damn trampoline parks a couple months ago. Guess what? You sign a whole bunch of waivers that say, like, this is dangerous. They might die or be injured. You know? Well, uh, listen, let me, let me
1: put it this way. But, I, I had, years ago, studied opening a trampoline park. Okay. You know, okay. um. Uh, well, because I got a friend of mine who opened a number of trampoline parks and we were we going to go and open one. Okay. You know, they actually were very profitable for, I mean, I think the, 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 the timing of that is now past. He sold them, but, but, you know, yeah. we were like, and just the insurance alone a year before it that massive, place. I'll be oh, sure. Oh, it was 400 to $600,000 a year yeah. for just one location. Okay. Because of. Yeah, the expected risks, you know, with people getting hurt in the Yeah, because, like, so, yeah.
2: you
0: know, okay, people dying there is probably relatively rare, but and I'm hurt, sure, like, people getting hurt probably happens every all, fucking week.
1: All, all the time, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so they had, like, I mean, the the, 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 the insurance coverage price was bonkers. Was but anyway, my, my,
0: my point was, like, people talk about the waivers. I think whatever, you know, everybody signs waivers for everything, but they do did make the point that like everybody was told like here, are, like the 50 ways this thing can fail. Yeah, this is a very risky thing. Do you think that changes anything at all? Like they all knew what they were getting into. I mean, I, I,
1: I think. uh, uh I, I, uh, does it change? I don't think any of them went in there thinking they were going to die. Well, no. But they all knew it was risky, right? But I, I, I
0: presume though the guy was saying, Yeah, it's risky because all of these All activities experimental are risky. things are
1: risky, exactly.
0: He, but he probably wasn't going in there saying, Hey, you know, we use this composite material and it's probably shit. Right.
1: No, 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 no not not at all. And so I, I, I think that's and, and, the, and, that's and to the be thing. fair,
0: he obviously felt like it was worth the risk. He'd been down yes. multiple times. Right.
1: You know, and they had put certain safeguards on it in order to uh, that they thought were enough to protect, you know, people from it. But you know, obviously, unfortunately, that 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 wasn't the case. Ah, <sighs> so yeah, but I mean, I I think that right now, uh, I was reading that. Not sure if they're going to be able to recover or, yeah, but the, you know, the company
0: it, has closed quote unquote indefinitely at this point, but I yeah. can't imagine them.
1: I mean, what are, what's, you know, how do you go, go do what in business? I mean, what's this was do? like
0: a small company. It was, was like 25 yeah. people or something. Yeah. The CEO and major force behind this thing even existing is dead. Right. Um, I I would be shocked. If they, I
1: don't know for insurance or investigative purposes because they were talking about, um, um, you know, the Navy, whether they would go and recover it, but I, I, yeah, they they are
0: certainly the ROVs that are out there at the very least are going to do an incredibly detailed mapping of the debris field, take thousands and thousands of pictures that people will you know, try to reconstruct the exact details of the failure as best they can. Um, will they actually bring up some parts? Apparently some of the equipment that they, they have on site um, has done those kinds of recoveries before we had, was involved in recovery of like some fighter jet that uh, crashed in deep water before. Um, and, you know, they don't necessarily lift it directly, but they can take, you know, essentially long ropes from the surface and attach them in the key places or whatever, and be able to bring some stuff up that way. Um, so they might try like some of the equipment they have on site is capable of it. Right. Um, or, but at the very least they're going to completely document everything they possibly can there. They may make the choice to just leave it all.
1: I will say that, um, I, I, I I was very sad about this whole thing. I, 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 you know, there are a lot of people making jokes about it all week and stuff. And I, I really felt it was in, in poor taste. Um, but you know, people are free to do what they want. You know, Hey, we killed a few billionaires. Ha ha ha. Um, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, look, I, I mean, starting with the fact that Bruce, I know spent a few years working there and new to people. And, um, you know, it's something that he put a lot of work into, and I knew that he he is close to those. You know, he knew those people well, and that have been involved and are there. And so, I, 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 to, to, uh, this was, you know, yeah, I, 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 when I, you know, when they officially announced it, I, I that, you know, I, I kind of was figuring it was the case that. To to me, yeah. it seemed
0: like the only question was not if they were dead but how they died right um right. i mean i suppose there was at least some hope that may, like when people were talking about there was banging and stuff like that it's like okay maybe there's some chance but it still always seemed like a slim chance right
2: yeah
1: so yeah so that was uh
0: so the other thing i'll mention that people have repeatedly talked about um is just the comparison and uh, the fact that i'm even mentioning this means that people have been talking about it obviously. Yeah. But the comparison in coverage versus that ship that went down uh off of Greece with like 700 migrants on it uh of which hundreds died. Mm. And basically saying that these five people on the sub got a lot more attention and care and rescue activity and everything else than these hundreds of people on that, on that boat in the Mediterranean got.
1: Well, I mean, you know, unfortunately, you know, those people are treated as disposable. I mean, I was actually watching a lot about what happened with these rescues, uh, in, in, in the Mediterranean. Uh, I had shared, uh, there, there is this, uh, really, I, I shared a video earlier this week, uh, uh, from, one of these YouTube channels that I follow on, on it's called super yacht news, but they cover stuff. That's uh, maritime aside from interesting stuff about super yachts. I've been covering a lot stuff about, uh, the, the, the Russians trying to hide their mega yachts and stuff. Mm. But they, they talked about this because, um, you know, a one, one mega yacht rescued a lot of people in one of the ships that, uh, that get capsized. Um, and, you know, and it's like,
2: uh, uh, yeah.
1: One of the one of the sickening things about this was that uh, I, it seemed like the Greek the the, the Greek uh, whether it's a Coast Guard Navy whatever the heck it was basically was like I mean almost like let them like drown. Mm. I mean they just didn't give a shit. I mean, it was just ridiculous. I just I, yeah when usually our Navy intercepts or Coast Guard intercepts ships like this in transit to United uh, States. Usually, they're stopped. They pick up the people, whatever. They don't usually just let them, you know, just, you know, just die out there, right? I mean, I, and, I just find this up and it, it's ridiculous, and nobody gives a shit, you know. Yeah, I was I was definitely following this, you know, week, but uh, yeah, but people,
0: and, you know, and I'll admit, I, I was sort of noticing the stories but I wasn't reading in depth about it. And I certainly like was more engrossed on the submersible coverage than I was on
1: the migrant boat. Coverage. Well, in part, because there was not that much coverage about it. It's not like, you know, I mean, literally we were getting like alerts, you know, like from everybody about what they'll what's going on. We definitely didn't get a lot of um, updates on that. I, I did see a number, but not not like this now, um, right? And, and I and I think it's fair
0: criticism. Like, I mean, yeah, I agree. You know, in in an ideal world, you would sort of, you know, if you have hundreds of people here and five people here, the hundreds of people should get more coverage. Uh, agreed. You know, but I, yeah, at the same time, I understand sort of the, ooh, it was a cool, like experimental submersible. Ooh, it was billionaires. Ooh, it was, you know, and, but at the same time, the flip side of that is, oh, they're only a bunch of brown migrants trying to sneak into Europe, you know? And that's not the right way to think about any of this. And, you know, (laughs) And we're not going to, we're not going to do a whole segment on the, what's happening there either, but it's, it's also like everything that leads to the situation where those people are trying to come over on these super overcrowded vessels anyway, you know, (sighs) anyway, um, do we have anything else to say for now? No. Um, so the one thing I'll mention again is, uh, we may at some point in the future, maybe hear more from Bruce on this. Um, he said that when he feels like he's able to talk, he would love to talk to us more about it, but I don't know. That may be years. (laughs) So, yeah,
1: Yeah, I, 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 you know, I am completely on, on board. The fact that this is not the, uh, uh, fast moment to uh
0: no no it, it is not like like there there is no way this goes on without like all kinds of lawsuits like d- whatever waivers they signed aside you know they're gonna be there, there's gonna be legal action there's no yeah. way you get out of this without legal
1: action No and no
0: and so who knows um but uh yeah condolences again bruce uh to yeah. since you knew some of these folks uh <sighs> awful situation yeah. anyway uh we will take a break and uh we'll come back with whatever the hell is going on a in more happy show. subject yeah okay God. um back after this no no it's not the beginning of the show again We're just taking a little time to credit the artist responsible for the music we use at the beginning and end of the show. What you are listening to right now is The O of Pleasure by Ray Lynch. The music we close our show with is Celestial Soda Pop. Both of these songs are from Deep Breakfast. Now platinum, Deep Breakfast was the first independently released album ever to be certified gold by the RIAA. Ray Lynch's other albums are The Sky of Mind. No Blue Thing. Nothing Above My Shoulders But The Evening. and the best of Ray Lynch. You can check out Ray Lynch or buy his music at RayLynch.com, iTunes, Amazon, or anywhere you usually find music. Okay, we are back. Um, So, uh, let me start with, because it is with with a timestamp again. I know I said this at the beginning, but this is really actively breaking, rapidly changing news. So I'll say it again. We are recording this on Friday night, US time, June 23rd. Um, a lot of what we're going to talk about is breaking news, fog of war crap. I am seeing contradictory reports every few minutes, some saying this is happening, some saying, no, that thing that you just heard about, that's not really happening. This is something else. And, you know, so there is a lot going on that is very unclear as of the time we were recording this. And even if it was clear, is rapidly moving and re- it's a rapidly moving and rapidly changing situation, uh, which means by the time you listen to this... Um, things may have changed entirely. So, with that caveat out of the way, uh, let me attempt a quick summary before we talk about it. Um, the Wagner is it Wagner the Wagner group. Oh, I, I don't know, or is it Wagner? Wagner? I don't know. Should I say? I'll Wagner? go with Wagner. <laughs> I think. It, I think it's more likely. Who Wagner. knows? Anyway, anyway, the the Wagner group is a group of mercenaries that is you know is founded by this um Prigozhin general and general Prigozhin not even general not a general um and I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right Prigozhin Prigo- whatever Prigozhin anyway sure. here here's the thing Bold. it's a mercenary group it's been operating in Ukraine but it's operated all over the world but there's a little bit of additional history to put here uh Prigozhin has a long personal history with Vladimir Putin. He was known as Putin's cook for a long time because at some point he ran a catering company, but he got close to Putin's chef, Putin's chef. I've heard both. Uh, but yes. Um, and
1: I'm just reading Wikipedia and it said chef, not cook. So whatever.
0: Cook, (laughs) chef,
1: whatever, (laughs) Whatever. probably really
0: some word in Russian, you know, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's just just translating. Well, it says
1: here, as he owns restaurants and catering companies that provide services for the Kremlin. Yes. So, So,
0: but he got in close with Putin and he was known as sort of Putin's enforcer in a bunch of areas. And one of the things that he did as Putin's enforcer was to be able to set up this sort of alternate military force that... Putin could use for various things when he didn't want the Russian population to get upset about people dying. So it was like, you know, um, some some retired military folks, some prisoners, some foreigners, some whatever. It was a ragtag—well, I shouldn't say ragtag. It was a group of military people pulled from all kinds of places, uh, paid in a mercenary fashion to do whatever— Was done. And so uh, this is one of the things Pergozin, if Pergozin, I, whatever, whatever. Uh, It's one of the things he did uh, was set up this force. Um, Another, by the way, is apparently this guy was one of the masterminds of the 2016 election interference plot. He's one of the people indicted by Mueller. uh and, and people working for
1: him, I believe. I I, I should, nah, I'm I'm was, I'm sure was, was that it was indicted? people working for him. I'm sure he wasn't the guy in the himself. computer.
0: Well, I know, but was he indicted? Was he
1: one of the ones indicted? Oh, you're on his Wikipedia page. Uh, hang on. Control F Mole. I'm, re- I'm hang on. Jesus, I'm looking through it. There's a lot of shit, shit in here. Um US criminal charges. Yes. On 16 yeah. February 2018. Bragoian, the I I R A, not the not the one that we thought about, right, Concord right. Management and other contacted Russian individuals were indicted by a U.S. grand jury. So yes, okay, yes. So he, he is under criminal charges in the United States.
0: Yeah, and it and and specifically coming out of the Mueller investigation. Um, so this is one of the things he did. All of the stuff that we spent time talking about for years, he was one of the Russians who masterminded that whole damn thing. Right. And now in terms of Ukraine specifically, um, the Wagner group has been one of the major elements on the Russian side in Ukraine from the very beginning of that invasion. Mm -hmm. Um, they were basically treated as if they were another part of the Russian military, but with a little bit of a different command structure and a little bit different missions and, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about how they were responsible for a lot of the atrocities, actually, um, and how how efficient well, they were and how vicious they were, blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, you know, not not that the other parts of the Russian military were innocent of those things. I'm just saying that they were participants, just like all the rest, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Prigozhin himself had. For a good part of the invasion, been criticizing the Russian military and and even Putin himself to some degree for not being aggressive enough in Ukraine and not throwing enough of their resources at it and basically saying they were pulling their not brutal enough. They were not brutal enough, they were not putting enough resources in it, they were relying on his group and not. Bringing the support that was needed, and so he was he was doing a lot of criticism, uh, essentially you know from the right, quote unquote, um, of the action in Ukraine, saying that it wasn't enough and they should be doing more. Um, I, I mentioned he sometimes would criticize Putin himself, but for the most part, he's tried to make a careful distinction. He has criticized the Russian Defense Ministry a lot, uh, a lot more and the people in charge of that right rather than criticizing putin directly most of the time um but in the last couple months his criticism was starting to change um up until like within the last few days even he's gotten to the point where he's essentially completely flipped he is now saying that the whole invasion was not justified that the Russian military was lying to everybody about the cause and that the things that they had told them in order to have them go in there were not true. And that, uh, you know, the basically flipping to the side of this whole invasion of Ukraine was bullshit and we never should have done it in the first place. Um, that, and that's just, uh, no, you that's know, a was a big,
1: that's a big, big, big shift. Okay. Yes.
0: And like, it sort of, it, it happens slowly and then quickly. Yeah, You know, like there there were hints of this and he was getting more and more dissatisfied with what was going on over the course of the last few months. But apparently in the last few days, it just went all out. And then apparently, and they were already, the, the this group was already sort of pulling back from certain areas in Ukraine. Um but the triggering event at least according to Prigozhin and I and I'll state again like not only is it like fog of war all this stuff but we don't necessarily have any reliable narrators here. Like we should not trust what Pergozin says any more than we trust what Putin says, any more than we trust what you know Zelensky says.
1: You know all of these. What do you mean? You know, so he's not like a a source of like eternal, like you know, truth. Yeah. <gasps> and, no. And, and so,
0: like everybody involved uh, here has their. Yes.
1: I'm, I'm gonna cry.
0: I've been every, lying to again. Everybody involved here has their own interests to promote, and it's in their interest to spin things in certain ways and there're very few sort of impartial reporters or anything else on the ground anywhere that can give us you know insight that's independent there you know over time some will leak out and we'll get like social media posts from random civilians and stuff like this yeah you know, and we'll piece together what's going on but Prigozhin says that the russian military attacked one of the encampments where his people were uh, with air power. Yeah. And that, you know, because the Russians directly attacked him, is he's, he's now going to take revenge. Revenge. And, and he has ordered the entire Wagner group, Wagner, Wagner, out, out of Ukraine. And they're marching on Moscow. Sounds great. Via some places on the way. Um, Like, so over the last couple hours before we were recording, there have been a lot of reports that basically the Wagner group walked into the city of Rostov.
1: On Don. Yeah. Uh
0: Yeah. Which apparently is like the 11th biggest city in Russia. So it's it's not a small place. It's it's a big major area. Someone um uh, uh uh they're on freaking Twitter. Uh but uh it was retweet it was a picture of it was posted on Mastodon. Compared that that's like equivalent in the US to like the 11th biggest city is like San Diego. Okay. Um, and so like imagine like um a dis like here, here's the post from Eric Toller. Um, okay, hard to understate how insane this is. Rostov has over a million people, Russia's eleventh most populated city, and a military hub. It's like disgruntled Blackwater vets seizing San Diego against 50, little to no resistance.
1: You know, yeah, yeah, like fifty thousand, and
0: so. You know, and and so there were all kinds of reports. This is one of the things where I think there's contradictory reports. There are all kinds of reports that you know they had basically walked into the city, met no resistance. They're taken over a a, a significant military headquarters building, and uh, you know, and some of the local military are joining in. Blah blah blah. Um, I saw another post from somebody who's like, "Look, we we looked at some of the pictures and video that are coming out of this. The what you're seeing are not actually Wagner group people. This is the military putting up defenses or whatever. And I don't know, but I've seen other pictures and video of like these people heading down the highway towards Moscow. Uh, So like I, I, I don't know that we have reliable on-the-ground information as of the time we're recording, but it seems like there is at least a possibility that this fairly large military grouping uh, is just rolling through southwestern Russia on the way to Moscow, encountering not that much resistance, although I have also seen reports that there are battles at various points along this path that are going on at this point. Um, And that's where we are as of right now. So, Ivan,
1: what do you think? (laughs) I I think that this all starts with um, Putin's misjudgment at making a mercenary group so powerful and then stocking it mostly not with um military veterans which tend to be more loyal even if they are in a mercenary group but with a lot of people who were prisoners um people you put in jail that Mm -hmm. you know hate your guts. You put them in jail for whatever the hell damn reason. You told them that the only reason they could be free is, oh, you know, go to war in this bullshit war that I um that I put together, and then yeah, you know, um, then you could be free, you know, if you offer to die for me, or you know, to put your life at risk. So, um, I mean, it's just stupid. The whole thing was stupid. Uh, from go and so now i mean it's it's uh you know backfiring on them spectacularly in this way i don't know if they're gonna you know they're gonna go into moscow and they're gonna knock down Ma- moscow
0: has been put on high alert there are yes. pictures of military vehicles all over they're the street moscow
1: Uh, But let's uh, be clear, poor poor, poor Zingis, poor poor Jigans, whatever the hell his damn name is, is no saint either. It's not exactly like, look, this is not like, you know, uh, he's coming in for democracy or something. No, no. No, this guy is probably more brutal than Putin, maybe.
0: Well, in a lot of reports, it he is. Now, when people I've seen people talking about Ukraine specifically and the fact that his recent statements sort of indicate like he he may be a bastard, but Ukraine's not his war. So if he actually succeeds, it may be good for Ukraine. But at the same time, no, this is not like some guy we're going to be like. Let's
1: let's 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 be clear about this. We're still talking about Russia, which is still a country that has a massive things that nuclear arsenal under an air control. Um, uh, and it's look, it's, it's unnerving. Okay. That, that this is happening to a certain extent. Uh, um, well,
0: one of the, you know, one of the reports, uh, again, who knows the truth of this, uh, is that the Wagner group has taken over the headquarters of the Southern military district. Uh, and I've seen some, uh, you know, actually, one of the Vindman brothers, who, uh, who was known for their testimony at the uh, uh, for around the first Donald Trump impeachment, uh, was talking about how you know very sensitive things were in that building, including right. some of their strategic assets and stuff. Right now, maybe they've taken over that building. Maybe they haven't, but it's certainly. There, there is potential for lots and lots of chaos. It's nobody should be thinking, Ooh, civil war in Russia. That's going to be great. You know? And, uh, and, and and yeah. Um, another thing I just saw fly by is, uh, um, that general whose name I will not try to pronounce again or chef or whatever the fuck he is. is saying that, uh, by his estimate, half of Russia's military is ready to come over to his side. Now, if that's true, then oh my god! Now, on the other hand, what the hell else is he going to say? Like, is he going to go up and say nobody's on my side?
1: I- I'm looking at, I'm looking at Telegram. You know yep. what the hell's going on? And there is more smoke and military movements in yep. Russia's Voronezh, whatever fuck region. Unclear mm-hmm. what's happening, okay? But yep. you know, you can see that there's all public events in Russia's Rostov on Don have been canceled. Governor says, um, "Yeah, and there's a, a, a rollout of, uh, oh, there you go, Russian uh, soldiers apparently part of Wagner taking positions on Russia's Rostov on Don. This is oh, this oh, this is nice." Yeah, describe it. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: This is so.
0: Tell Shit. tell me what you're seeing. You're just reacting to it, and I don't know I what mean, you're seeing.
1: There, there are. That's what I said. Soldiers, you know, uh, with military vehicles, basically taking positions around the city in order to basically just take over the city. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Like the 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 alerts that are coming out within the last couple minutes are that. Uh, Prozogin has arrived at the Wagner occupied Southern military district headquarters. And so, yeah. So this, this looks real in some way. Yes. Now, uh, now does the scent, does Putin have a much, even with all the problems we've talked about the Russian military in the past, which, you know, the Wagner group was kind of lumped in with that as we talked about those things. but, is much bigger than the Wagner group. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Wagner group is the the smaller group of of mercenaries, but like, you know, what? Does 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 Putin come out now and with with the air force and start bombing the hell out of these people? Maybe. I mean, that seems like it would be the natural next step, but, you know, or if we really have a significant portion of the military going over, we've got your classic you know, coup attempt happening, and you know, what is or is not under Putin's control may be very much in flux. We just don't know right now. And that's, that's so it's like weird. one of the hazards of, like, hey, like, I- I'm going to say it again. We are talking about this in the very early stages of breaking news. There is a lot going on that will turn out, there's a lot we're hearing now that will turn out not to be true. Right. And there will, are very Very rapid developments, so we almost shouldn't bother.
1: But oh my god, how can we not? There's stuff going on. It's crazy. It's just crazy. The shit going on is nuts. I mean, this is just. uh, I mean, I was going to say, you know, I guess people didn't expect this to happen right now. But honestly, it, it it's the kind of shit that historically has happened. To uh these type of dictatorships. Yeah. This is the kind of shit that's happened. Eventually, at some point, some of the you know, the military just gets fed up and says, that's it, we're done with your bullshit. We're done. So
0: so one post I just saw on this from Joshua Holland. The best that I can glean from a number of expert but equally confused sources. Is that far fewer than 25,000 Wagner troops are standing around aiming guns at the big Ministry of Defense base in Rostov, and a bunch of territorial defense troops are kind of standing around on the other side. Nobody's shooting, and the locals appear to be going about their business. Wouldn't hazard a guess about what comes next. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the closest thing that this reminds me of is when there was that Coup attempt against Gorbachev, and we had the whole drama at the parliament with Yeltsin standing on the tank and all this kind of stuff happening. It reminds me of that scenario. Um, One person who, uh, oh, here we go. Uh, another Mastodon post from uh, TNLNYC, from Tristan Lewis.
2: Yeah. I guess yeah. you have
0: to say where he's from and stuff Um, that resonated with me too. It's at times like this that I miss the CNN of old. No Back much. when they had reporters on the ground giving you live pictures of what was happening, not talking heads opining from the safety of studios far away from the
1: conflict. Well, I mean, do, let's you know, I, I I have not tuned into CNN today about this, but look, when the Ukraine war started, they did do a pretty good job of that. At, um, um, yeah, there's uh, some uh,
0: degree. I I I I watched a little bit of CNN, a little bit of MSNBC. I was mainly at work. I mentioned I had a five-hour fucking planning meeting. Um I didn't really dress up as a clown though. Sorry to disappoint. But Damn. um <laughs> I should have. Maybe next time. Yes. uh But the thing is, um I was actually frustrated because Eve I specifically tuned in as soon as I got out of my meeting because I was seeing some of these updates on my phone. And as soon as I got out of my meeting, I'm like, I'm going to turn on the news network and see what's up. And and they were talking about the the Trump investigations. And I'm like, you know, normally I would be really into that. And I want to hear all the new developments of the but, Trump thing. But right now, you've got like a, a, maybe a civil war in Russia. Yeah. Like. I, you know, the Trump stuff could wait. Yes, <laughs> you know, and they were having trouble getting on their like their international experts and stuff, and they certainly weren't weren't like, oh, and now we go to our Moscow correspondent because they don't fucking have one anymore.
1: Well, I, I believe they got thrown out. Well, yes, I, I okay, know so, I know. Okay, okay so it's not, not a
0: cut back. I know, I know. I know that, yes, I know. I all the Americans had to evacuate a lot. Right. But, but and they did have someone in Kiev.
1: Okay, fine. But you, you know what I mean. They they you know Well, but right now, yeah, they, they're not doing a very good job of any of that whatsoever. Right. I
0: mean they weren't like they, they were trying their best to like get on a few experts to say like what the hell is going on. But again, in between, they were like, okay, we're going to spend, you know, 40 minutes of this hour on the Trump scandals and we'll give you an update on what's going on in Russia in the last 20 minutes. And it's like, that's the wrong balance. If, if events of this sort are going on, that's the wrong balance. Yeah. Um, so I guess like if, if I don't know how, by, by the time we put out the show, let alone by the time we do the next show, I mean, I guess we have the Either full range of bad or, po- or we have the full range of possibilities from Putin immediately crushes this insurrection and it's done. It's over to Putin's gone right? and suddenly Russia is under the control of this guy or in between, we have an all out fucking civil war going on in Russia. Any of the above. It sounds grand. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, uh, uh, of course, like if it's these go guys got, go walking in with very little resistance, that's one scenario. Or if they're fighting all the way, you know, then, you know, lots of people are going to die and that's not good. You know, civilians are going to get caught in a crossfire, et cetera. But, uh, I don't know. It's just it's it's one of those like wow, what you know, major potential historical events happening again.
1: Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So
2: Anything oh, else yeah, to say anything thought, uh, you got anything uh, else that we uh, haven't
0: uh, covered on this? I, I, I'm just looking to see if there's new breaking news. But of course, the problem with that is by the time anybody hears this, it won't be breaking news anymore. It'll be old news.
1: Oh, it won't be. Yeah, it will be. It will be breaking. It's broken.
0: Yeah, very broken. Right. Um. Okay. So one more thing I want to say about Pergozin be, be, before I forget, before we finish that off, is that he is stating Over and over again, I mentioned that he rarely has directly criticized Putin and instead is criticizing the Ministry of Defense. Even now, as he's supposedly going up the road heading to Moscow, he is saying he has no intention of doing anything against Putin. He just wants to take over and fix the Ministry of Defense. But (laughs) I don't see how...
2: How does that that work?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I I don't see how that would work.
1: I am not going to do a coup against Biden, but we're going to attack the Pentagon.
0: Exactly. I don't know. Um, anyway, well, I uh, we'll we'll see.
2: Yeah.
0: <sighs> okay, so I guess we should wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then uh, I will once again tell people to go to curmudgeons-corner.com and uh, there you can find our archives. And and like I mentioned earlier, I'll give the references again. I highly recommend going back and listening to the two shows where we talked about OceanGate. Uh, it's episode 659 uh, from January, 2020. You can find it in our archives. Um, and episode 750 from October, 2021, uh, good conversations in both of those, uh, that is relevant to today. Um, take a listen. Um, in addition, of course, there are all the ways to contact us. You can find our Facebook, our Mastodon, our email, all of this kind of stuff. We would love to hear from you further. And, um, we also have our Patreon if you want to. Give us a little cash. Um, And uh, at various levels, we will mention you on the show. We will ring a bell. We will send a postcard. We will send a mug. There's the bell. There's the bell. Um, And uh, at $2 a month or more, we will invite you to our curmudgeons corner slack. Our curmudgeons corner slack where Yvonne and I and various of our listeners are hanging out, sharing news whatever uh throughout the week um and i'll let you do your usual thing we from the The thing thing that we haven't talked about on the show but i will also say yeah and anybody who is not on the slack this week you also would have missed some some additional insights from bruce yeah that that uh about this ocean gate thing that you would not have gotten elsewhere and uh yeah can't promise that every week but uh uh it was interesting to have that there and so thank you bruce for sharing what you did share there um and uh yeah so yvonne something else something else from the slack that we have not talked about on the show
1: uh i will go with uh uh two i will i will do two things one because two things extra bonus yes what what was just more comedic uh there was some guy at an airport um and i realized that they 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 put the weather channel a lot at airports and a guy (laughs) put a post on facebook because unfortunately the weather channel like other tv channels mtv and whatever you know yeah, many times now they're putting programming, not actual weather. Okay. Of course. And yeah. for some reason, one of the programs that they put is the Canadian version, which is the original version of the show, my favorite show, Air Disasters, which is May Day. And they broadcast it on the Weather Channel. So there's this guy waiting for a flight to go and it's looking up at the TV and they're showing Air Disasters. And he is not abused at this point. Beautiful. Okay. Yes. Uh a second one second story is an analysis of that barely a third of Americans still have landlines. Who are they? Okay, the Washington Post mm, right. uh uh mentioned. It actually one one big takeaway from this was that it's in the Northeast, okay, where the highest proportion of people that keep uh landlines are. And they, they dug through the data to try to figure out was it demographic, was it this, was it that. And actually, um, it wasn't any of those. The, the main reason why a lot of people uh, uh, have kept them there is because Verizon is the predominant local carrier in that area. And Verizon was the first and one of the biggest companies at offering a triple play with FiOS. Mm which okay. was fiber tv and, and and you know uh, you know fiber tv over fiber internet and phone and the reality is that the bu- the bundle includes your phone service uh, you yeah. know through that at a very cheap rate that's not the other one and because of that bundle uh consumers in the northeast have the highest rate of retention of landlines than any other area in the United States and it's basically because I, I mean, Fios was, you know, I, I don't know why it doesn't get more credit. It was groundbreaking. They were the first people that basically decided, you know what? This is 20 years ago. Screw this. We're putting fiber to the damn houses. Uh-huh. They're going to get damn services. That's what the future is. And, you know, they did it. And, yeah, so that's.
0: And, and I'll mention, uh, I in response to this, I said, yeah, at this point, the only immediate person I know who has like a regular landline that they use all the time uh, is my dad. And, and as you're mentioning this, I realize of course he has Verizon Fios yeah. or, did, or did before his most recent move. So yeah, but yeah, but yeah, and, but there you go. And like, you know, we, this is, I think we, we convinced my mom to go wireless only like last time she moved. So he's the only one left. And, and, and I, I've said this before on the show and I said it on the Slack this week. His is the only phone number that I actually reliably remember by heart at this point. Because for <laughs> calling for calling anybody else, like I push their name on the damn phone. Like, you
1: know, I don't I must know say I born I know a lot more numbers than that.
0: And, um, and so, so and the only reason I know my dad's is because he's had the same phone number since I was ten years old. Yeah. You know, but everybody else, like, I, I mean, I struggle with my
1: wife's phone number. I might get it half the time. You know, you should know my cell phone. It's been the same cell phone for 25 years. Of course, you don't call it, but I don't
0: call you. I, we talk like this over like or the, text, right? Or text or whatever, or email or whatever. Not the and, phone. Yes. And even if I was going to call you, I would push your name on my phone. I would not look at the goddamn number, you know? <laughs>
1: i have no idea i don't know well, i barely okay. know my own uh, all right so true. i do so know by the way own. you st- spoke about your family who has landlines yeah. uh, uh uh right now uh my sister out of my f- four siblings three of us still have landlines uh and my father also well as a you landline, me- you mentioned uh. you
0: have one but it's for a very specific yeah, it, it, purpose it, it's, it's, it's not it's, one it's you boys use yeah for but
1: actually like my sister also has a gate And actually, all, 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 my sister, my dad, and me—we all live in gated communities, and we have a phone for the gate. But that phone—it's just—it's just just, if you're at the house, it's just easier, you know, for that thing to be ringing. But do you use it for anything else? Rarely. Um, I, I have used it sometimes for for making some calls for some reason because my phone has been on hold on something else and I've needed to do something and I got the phone right there or something, uh, something like that. But I rarely, rarely use it for anything else at this point. I, 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 you know, I, I, back when I first moved to VoIP on that line, because I've been on, 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 on a VoIP service for over a decade. Uh, my conferences were actual like dial in conferences for the most part. People weren't using, um, zoom audio or or teams audio or i I used to use a lot of join me and nobody was using the digital audio uh portion of any of those screen sharing services we're just you know we we would go on there and but we would dial for the for the conference numbers and so i would use that phone a lot for for the audio portion of conferencing because people didn't use it but I don't know. I guess it's been like since the mid uh 2010s or something or whatever that people stopped doing that and they started using the uh, that audio uh service because it's more reliable and basically that use went away. And so once that use went away, then basically the 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 most of the use that I ever used of that phone like went down to just basically uh an emergency call and uh, the gate. That's it. Right. And so my parents, you know, so yeah, um, my brother doesn't have a gate, but I guess he still has the phone, um, in his house because he's kind of a curmudgeon like we are.
0: And with that, I think we are done with the show Yvonne. So, uh, Uh, it's done with us or we're done with it or something. Everything. Yeah. And we'll be back next week and talk about whatever the hell is going on, (laughs) you know, at this point. (laughs) Right. Who the hell knows?
1: Uh, Who the hell knows?
0: Okay, everybody stay safe. Have a great week. Goodbye.
1: Bye.